Welcome to the Mud Talk Podcast, where you can hear thoughts from potters and ceramic artists around the world. A new topic each episode to improve our craft, grow our businesses, and discover new perspectives. We want to hear from you. My name is Brandon Schwartz, but you can call me Fuzzy. This is episode 28 of the Mud Talk Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and a big thank you for subscribing so you know when the new episode drops, Uh, especially because my posting schedule seems to be completely random. And of course, the biggest thank you for sharing the podcast with anyone else who may be interested, Uh, especially, you know, potters, ceramic artists, people like that generally are the target audience. Now, if this is your first episode or your first episode in a while, the Mud Talk podcast is just a collection of thoughts taken from different social media comments about a certain topic. Uh, It's designed to be short and sweet, without a lot of fluff, something to get you thinking or just hear some new perspectives. Uh, So you can do some, you know, some have something to think about as you are working with clay or glazing or making pots. Whatever you're doing. Now, this episode is all about your favorite pot. Why is it your favorite? What do you like about it? What does it look like? There weren't a lot of responses to the original post, which I thought was a little odd. I mean, most potters I know love to talk about pots. So I reposted more recently to get a few more thoughts, you know, more comments about this topic. And I still didn't get a lot of discussion. I mean, there were some, but... I don't know, maybe the social media, you know, Instagram has changed the algorithm so much, or maybe social media has just passed me by and I, I'm off by myself from now on. Uh, no, that's it's okay. We will work with what we have. But if you would like to share something, feel free to reach out through email or social media. But I intentionally left the question a little bit vague, you know, what is your favorite pot? Uh, Some people responded with their favorite pot that they have made. Some responded with a style of pot that they like. Some shared one specific pot that they have purchased or that they use. All good options. I love that the concept of a pot can bring up so many different things. Now, we won't talk about our favorite recreational or medicinal plant. A different kind of pot completely. But maybe this question didn't have the same engagement on social media because the algorithms got confused and thought the content was questionable. I don't know. But anyway, let's hear about some favorite pots from potters around the world. Sarah Ann Baker said, Deep bowls with a rolled rim and you can still see the last pull with a ringed foot. I like the very specific details. Very nice. Uh, Triple Grow said, Agateware coffee cup, unglazed outside and opaque white inside. Fits my hands just so, and I slowly awake studying the rings and curves. Uh, Great description. I can, you know, I can just see that, you know, in the morning you wake up, you grab your favorite mug, have a little coffee, start waking up. Great description. Jenny Turen said a generous deep bowl, thinking of filling it with salad or mixing a cake in it. Ah, yes, you can't beat a big bowl with lots of room. 
Uh, anytime anybody talks about food, I, I'm in. Jessica Uten, Uten, Uten Ceramics said a shallow blue bowl with lots of cutouts. I spent a long time on it, and it paid off. You can see it on my page. So everybody go check out Jessica Uten's Instagram page. Now, this comment was from quite a while ago. Uh, we're just getting, just getting around to it, but go check it out. See what she's up to. Have a now said as wide as it is tall, like a Gaiwan. Maybe I, I might have cut off part of that comment. Sorry about that. But a good pot as wide as it is tall. Sounds good to me. The Peddler Man said a tall, abnormally large mug in a glaze that wasn't exactly mixed entirely. My bad. But the color gradient from a nice bright red to a brown, almost black, is beautiful. I love, you know, when mistakes happen like that. Maybe you don't mix your glaze completely. But it turns out awesome anyway. You know, I love how just like even mistakes can lead to something special. And you can't beat a big mug. I love a nice big mug for my morning tea. Marion Williams Pottery said a huge bulbous throne vessel with an added neck or throat and pulled handles glazed in a beautiful runny, probably barium, blue on top and satin white on bottom. It's big, showing maker's hand marks on the handles and neck. Uh, another great description. I mean, you can you can just see that. Sounds fantastic. Landrum Pottery said, My fave I've made is a 10-pound infant piggy sculpture. I almost didn't keep it, but after a year of it sitting on the greenware shelf, I finally decided to try to fix the damaged ear. I layer glazed it also, which turned out great. I feel like he's a high psychedelic pig. Oh, that sounds fantastic too. I have things like that that I, you know, I make, I start making, and I think, man, I I don't think this is going to, it's not working. You know, something's not right, or I think, eh, I don't like it. And then I'll sit it on a shelf, and I'll come back later, you know, maybe years later. Like, oh, this is actually, this is in pretty nice form. I could add this glaze to it. And sometimes it turns out fantastic. So, so yeah, sometimes things that you kind of abandon for a little while, maybe it turns into your favorite thing. All right, Betty J from Facebook says, Brown clay, larger at the bottom than the top, that has a narrow, tapering neck. No glaze, just natural. James Schrock, nope, just kidding. James Schock from Facebook said, The handle makes this teapot and seemed to take longer to make. Mudslide glaze over dark brown clay. The lid knob is a miniature of the actual teapot. An afterthought, but worth the effort. And this comment included an image, which is, I mean, the teapot is fantastic. I mean, it's got kind of a, I don't know, it looks like kind of a crackly white glaze over the dark clay. And it's got this nice wooden, looks like kind of a reed handle maybe. Dark brown handle, and then yeah, that oh the mini teapot knob is fantastic, very nice. All right, we got one more. Naomi Zacharias Unruh 
said a B-mix thrown one-pound bowl, rim cut, black slip carved, dots slip trailed, a play surprise. And this one also had an image, oh, fantastic, fantastic bowl as well. Uh, it's kind of a heart shape. You know, the rim was carved into kind of heart shape, and then the bottom is kind of a black with some texture and some dots, and there's slip trail dots all around the top, the inside of the rim, uh, with some carved lines going down to the middle, uh, towards the bottom. Uh, very cool. Very cool work. So lots of, lots of great pots. Now, those were the comments that were shared. Uh, so yeah, you can see not, not a lot. But as I'm thinking about this, maybe there are just a lot of people out there having the same problem that I have. It's hard to pick a favorite. So if I was going to pick one favorite, if I had to pick one, okay, I can't. I mean, you can't just pick one favorite, right? Especially all the pots that I've collected from other potters over the years. That's one of my favorite things about going to events, especially like the Michigan Pottery Tour, participating in that. You know, potters like to trade pots afterwards. At least I do. If I had to give you one of my favorites, I'll give you a couple of my favorites, maybe three of my favorites. Uh, first off, I have to put something by Dick Lehman on my list. Uh, I mean, local legend, national treasure, international traveler, magazine covers. I mean, but most importantly, he makes some amazing pots. And I have quite a few of them. I've, you know, collected quite a few through the years. But I have a small cup that I've mentioned on the podcast before. I think it was back on episode six. It was part of my reward for helping him run his booth at the Michiana Pottery Tour one year. So just the experience that goes with it, plus the, I mean, just the size, of it, it's very, very small, kind of a very special drink you would put in that maybe, or I mean, you put a little tiny special things in it. Uh, plus the, I mean, just the texture and the glaze surface, uh, all these little fantastic details, all that together just makes it one of my favorites. And so now it is up in the middle of my inspiration wall in my new studio that I've been working on. Uh, just, just put that up. That was my first project that I finished the inspiration wall. So I've got a bunch of pots from other potters that inspire me. Maybe I'll include a picture uh, an image of that in the show notes. If you ever go check out the show notes for these episodes. So another favorite, um, I'm going to go with a bowl by Andrew Linderman. It's m one of my favorites because I'm, I use it all the time now. It's in the heavy rotation and it makes me realize that I don't have enough unique bowls by other artists. So I've started to trade for more bowls instead of cups or mugs. The glaze on this bowl it makes me think of a toasted marshmallow, kind of over a nice dark stoneware. The facets around the outside are nice and clean, and they lead up to a bit of an undulating rim, which just adds to the uniqueness. Uh, the foot is narrow, so it fits in one hand very comfortably. Nice weight, you know, feels good in your hand. Uh, at first, I wondered if I would like the rough, kind of uh, I don't know, slightly textured surface on the inside. I mean, I do take the process of eating very seriously, but no complaints about that. I mean, it cleans out just as easily as any of the smooth surface bowls that I make. 
uh, and easy to scoop out the food as well. So can't complain about anything. And so finally, I'll include my favorite pot that I make, uh, favorite style of pot to make. And this is also a tough choice because I like to make a lot of them. But I'll go with my world map cups. Uh, now, when I say cup, I'm talking about a drinking vessel without a handle. And I love the simplicity of the form. I mean, just a cup, pretty simple idea. But all the various details that can make each cup unique. I mean, just tiny little, you know, movements in your hand create kind of a, I don't know, a character for for the cup when you put them all together. So I love the idea of having a continuous design around the exterior. So that is, that's where the maps come in. World map goes all the way around the the cup, so you can't really see where it begins or ends. And I like that a cup can be used for so many things. I mean, obviously drinking, also good to store things in. Uh, and it just looks good. I mean, it fits in your hand just right. So the world map cup is what I what I like to make. Also, it lets me kind of experiment with lots of different glazes uh, just to get, kind of get the old look, kind of the antique kind of feel to the the old world maps that I use. Plus, I don't have to make handles, so that's even even better. All right, so that's a, that's probably enough of me blabbering about what I think going on on random tangents here. But I think it is important to talk about pots. Now, I couldn't, when I was getting ready for the, you know, thinking about the this episode here, I couldn't really explain exactly why it's so important. So I did a quick Google search to see if anyone had a good answer, something obvious that I'm missing. I do that a lot. I miss, miss some obvious things. And Google pulls through again. I came across a blast from the past. Legendary potter slash philosopher slash blogger Carter Gillies. I loved reading his blog for years. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away a few years back. Uh, but in his post from 2012 titled Talking About Pottery, he had this to say. And interestingly, without the words, sometimes we don't really see things so well. It's as if we learn new things about the world in the company of language. Words tend to help us focus and differentiate. Words give us nuance and value. It's amazing what we can do in the absence of words. But it's also amazing what we can do once we do have the words. Learning how to talk about things also teaches us how to look at them. Sometimes we discuss things to help bring clarity to our own thinking. The feedback of testing ideas against the world is simply how we grow. Now he goes on to talk about, kind of gives a kind of a story about how as a beginner, uh, he didn't have, you know, even the opportunity to talk about pots. As beginners, we don't have the experience to talk about pots. Uh, And then he goes on to say later, well, eventually I started taking classes that were academic And I did find myself in positions where there were conversations about pots. How others talked about pots helped me see what I was looking at. Some of what got said was nonsense. Some of it was ill-informed hogwash. But occasionally, it helped to have an opinion from someone with greater experience or a contrasting viewpoint. You even get to see your own handiwork in a new light once you find the tools to discuss it. And so a light bulb suddenly went on. It turned out there were words that could help me talk about what I was doing. 
Now, as Carter alludes to, there are some great benefits to thinking about and discussing what we do and why we do it. So I hope this episode, even though it was short, I hope it has given you some things to think about. If you need some more to think about, I'll include a link to Carter's blog, which is filled with thought-provoking topics. I think he blogged for maybe almost a decade. I don't know, at least eight years or so. Uh, and remember, you are always welcome to drop a message to Brandon at expertclay.com. You know, send me an email or leave a comment on social media if you want to start a little discussion or leave some feedback. So thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. Hopefully we'll have some more episodes here soon. Our next episode will explore what potters listen to when making pots. That should be a fun one. So until then, keep making buying and discussing your favorite pots and stay muddy.